Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hello? Thought that was Charlie. Hello? His, his mic was muted. Okay. Okay. Did you guys hear my intro? No. Nope. No. Nope. Yeah. So, but I'm working. Okay. So... Yeah. Let's talk CFL podcast episode number 461. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football tonight. I, I got the boys online already because I, I'm trying something different, and it's really confusing the shit out of me. So let me try this a different way. I'm just going to have to put my earbuds in because I'm listening to myself on the echo there. Is that better, guys? Yep. Sounds okay. fine. So we're still doing okay? Sounds fine. Yeah, it sounds fine. Okay. Okay. So um, I, I couldn't stand the echo, so I had to go back to my earbuds. I've uh, disabled my computer completely here, and but I still have the screen up, and it's working okay. So I'm happy at this point, on, and we'll see what goes on. Uh, I don't know if that was really confusing for you people at home. Probably. Uh, I've had some complaints over the last two or three years that my microphone keeps cracking up. And I don't really think it's my microphone. I think now because I bought a new microphone and we tried a few things and it's still doing the same thing. So I think it may be something to do with the connection in the computer or something else. So I've gone to my cellular phone and I'm using my earbuds and I'm talking on my cellular phone, but I'm watching the screen on the computer. So it, it, I, I don't need to explain all of that, but we're just trying something new to see if it works. And uh, Charles, Will, you guys tell me if this thing's Shits the bed on me, okay? Yep. Okay. Thank you. So um, what are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about a bunch of things. So Sunday night coming up is a spectacular night, and I don't know whether or not you guys all know this is going to happen. we got four football games this weekend, no doubt about it, starting Friday night and on Saturday. There's no football on Sunday, but Sunday is a very important day. Can you tell me why Sunday is a very, very, very important day? And I'll give you a clue. It has nothing to do with football. Sunday. I do not know. William, any guesses? Yeah, I go to I go to church on Sundays. No, you don't. Sunday's don't always an shit. important day. Sunday's always yes, an important day. Don't give me that shit. I was with you on Sunday. Um no, it's the two-hour season premiere of Yellowstone. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Right? You guys have all seen the series, haven't you? Both of you? Yes. Yes. I have yes. not. It is, you haven't seen Yellowstone, Charles? Why? It's one show That's that I've been meaning to watch because it sounds like one I would really like, and I just haven't had, sat down to watch it yet because I want to watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. 
Yeah, I know where it is. Yeah, I know. But, I want to watch it. I, I plan to watch it. I just haven't done it yet. But there's something even better coming on on Sunday, Christopher. NFL football? No, that's not better. No. No, sir. The new Dexter series. Bullshit. Oh, that's right. I heard about yeah. I heard about that too. You're right. I heard about that today as well. Where, 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 where are we going to be able to see that? Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Awesome. I, I loved it, Dexter. It's a, it, it was a great. I never watched the final season. It really got stupid when his his sister started freaking out. So I, I never watched the final season. So is is I don't know. Is he still alive? Is this yes, a new Dexter? Is. is this the same Dexter? Or, okay. No, same. Wow. Same Dexter, baby. Same Dexter. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to watch the last season then, and, and then watch this new one. This this sounds great. Is it like uh, being done by who? Amazon Prime, you said. Is that right? Yes. Is it yes. an Amazon? Is it an Amazon production, or is it some some other company? No idea. No, I'm not sure. So I'm just wondering, is, is the entire season being released or one, one episode a week? Like it one episode be on a TV. week, I think. One yeah, episode a week, I think. Yeah, I binge watch these series. Yeah, well. I, I had no idea ways. that there was a new Dexter. In fact, I'm going to have to Google that. Dexter... Wow, it's it's like for real. I wouldn't lie about Dexter. Oh, I I know, I I understand, and I, I'm I, wow. I mean, it is it was a TV series that ran from 2006 to 2013. Mhm. Yep. Uh, wow. Yeah, same people. Yep. It's called New Blood. Dexter yep. New Blood, season nine. Fucking awesome. Okay. I'm pretty excited about that. Michael C. Hall. That's the guy who played Dexter. It's amazing how he went from he went from playing a gay guy in six feet under to Dexter in Dexter, okay? A, a serious a serial killer, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm yeah, speaking, of, pretty cool. speaking cool. of serial killers, I'm, I'm addicted to a new show. It's on Netflix. It's called Prodigal Son. Highly recommend it to anybody out there. Prodigal Highly Son. It, it, hmm. Prodigal Son. It's an amazing series. There is only two seasons, but it's very, very good. It's about a, hmm. uh, a, a surgeon, a, a cardiologist, card, cardiovascular surgeon, who in, in his spare time kills people and huh. he's killed 23 people and he's been arrested and he's in jail and he's been in jail for 20 years. And this story is about his family and how they've dealt with it and are dealing with it. You know today. what? And I've it's amazing. Watch it. I've tried to watch it. I just can't get into it. Oh no. It's, it's awesome. Actually the first one, it was kind of creepy in the first couple of episodes. And I, I, I went, you know, I don't really want to watch this. But then, uh, yeah, no, it really, 
really started working for me. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of addicted to it. I'm going to watch two or three episodes tonight when we're finished here. So let's, let's talk some football now that we've uh, mm-hmm. got our video things. Any, anybody else got any shows that they're watching? Anything that's good out there? No? Jesus, I'm just watching watch Net- I just watched a Netflix show. Uh, I'm just trying to remember the name of it that I really, really liked. It was a, it was a murder mystery show, and it was on Netflix. I'm trying to remember the name, and I cannot remember it. Uh, you know who was in it? Who starred in it? It was the guy. I don't know. Either of you guys watched the show Entourage? Uh, no, the main guy from that, that show. Was, that yeah, the main Marky guy from Mark, that show. Right? No, no, no. no. Well, that was ba- it was based on him, but he's not the one that acted in it. Uh, I'm oh, just trying okay. to figure out. Clickbait. That's the one. Clickbait. Clickbait? Clickbait. Click. It's a good show. Clickbait. Clickbait, like on the internet. Yeah, it's a limited series. Okay. It's a one, ser- one season, eight episodes. The basic premise is uh, all of a sudden a video services of this guy, uh, basically of him tied up. If you've ever seen those, um, like, YouTube videos of people, they'll have, like, big, like, uh, cards with writing on it. And yeah. basically the premise is, is that the guy, uh, it says on the cards, at 5 million views, this guy dies or whatever. So they're all trying to figure yeah. out where this guy is and who's behind it and stuff like that. So it's actually a good show. Yeah. yeah. It says, when a family man, Nick Brewer, is abducted in a crime with a sinister online twist, those closer to him race to uncover who is behind it and why. That's the one, yep. Okay, cool. Okay. I may take a look at that when uh, Prodigal Son is over because that kind of that sounds like a good, a good show. one, too. It was okay. very good. William, you got anything? Yes. I actually watched, and I laughed on the weekend. I let my wife pick the movie. Oh, don't do that. We, we, we watched Cruella. Really? Okay. Well, that's the 101 and, Dalmatian thing. Well, yeah, but it was yeah. with a twist, of course. With a twist, of course. Right. And you know what? It was excellent. I hate to say it, but it was really good. It was really good. Really? So, yes. And I'm going to watch a M, what is his name? M. Night Shyamalan movie called Old, which looks really I like that. I like that movie. Which looked, did you watch that, Charles? Yes, I did. It It looked, I liked it. I really liked it. I saw, I saw the preview tonight and it's on my list. It looks really cool. It is. So, I like it a lot. Okay. Is it really freaky? Okay. Yeah. Kind of. Okay, because I I don't not, feel well with really freaky. But, no, no, but not not in a not in a horror movie way. Yeah. No. Okay. I no. I can't. I can't watch horror movies. Okay. They they do something to me. Anything with yeah. demons or anything like that, I can't watch those movies. Um, okay. I don't know. Have, have you guys ever seen The Sixth Sense? Okay. Yep. Yes, awesome movie. Okay. Awesome movie. I love yes. that one, too. Yes, me too, but there's a scene in it where the kid walks out into the kitchen, 
and there's a woman in the kitchen opening cupboard doors, I could okay. not go in. I could not go in my kitchen at nighttime for six months because of that. It freaked wow. me out completely. Hmm. It freaked okay. me out completely. So uh, there was there was one that I really liked uh, uh, called The Serpent and the Rainbow. And that was a really free movie. Anyhow, anyway. I guess we should talk football now. Sure, we should. Uh, let's see. I printed off the agenda. Hey, thanks, Charles. Well done. Yep. And I have my little thing, and we'll go over to Sparky's little menu here. And sorry, guys. Uh, everybody out there, we just had some fun talking about some other things other than football because Yellowstone is starting on. Sunday, and that's exciting. Two-hour premiere. Charles, you really got to watch the show, man. Like, I know. I, it's on my list. Yeah, well, I just actually watched the entire season again, just so that I would be up on everything right right at the end here. You know when what? This new show came in. I just, I just want to make one more comment about TV today. We're talking about all these shows we watch, Dexter, which is kind of gruesome, and yeah. and what's them call it and it's kind of violent okay i mean i don't know about charles because charles is younger me and you christopher grew up on television bugs buddy i'm sorry that that didn't have violence didn't have vulgar language didn't have sex didn't have any of those things and I, what I'm saying is one of my favorite TV shows to watch now, and I do it every Friday night, is a show called Blue Bloods, okay? And it's on, it's on mainstream TV. That's what Tom and Selleck, it's right? it's awesome. Yep. Yes, it's awesome. It's awesome. I love yeah, that I've never, show. Never, I've never seen an episode of that. And it goes back to the way the stuff we used to watch when we were kids, Okay. Like Adam really 12 and Emergency and MASH yep. and yep. Yep. all of those good shows. There Absolutely. Was, there was no violence. Nobody was dying in them. And it, 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 it were good shows, right? They were really good shows. There was I mean, no the only bad, violence that we no had. There was no bad language. Yeah. No. Everything, the, the everything was implied. The only saw was cartoons. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? That's the only violence that we ever got to see was in cartoons. And, of course, the, the Roadrunner dropping a safe on the coyote. And, of course, the most, yeah. twisted show on, the most twisted show on TV back then was All in the Family, okay? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yes, it was. But my dad was just... I still watch that show today. My my dad my dad was Archie Bunker, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. My, my dad 100% was Archie Bunker. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so let's talk to football now. We had four games over the weekend, yes. and we the first one up was the Calgary Stampeders into Ottawa to play the Red Blacks, and nobody was surprised by the outcome of this game. Nah, zero, zero. Um, Calgary uh, extinguished the Ottawa Red Blacks 26-13. to 13. The only thing – I'm going to talk about this game a little bit. CJ, myself, I picked 38 points. They won, or the total score was 38. So I got the victory of 100, and I got to 40 points for being top man. This was an awesome game for me. Um, I didn't do so good on the rest. Of, anyhow, besides the point. Um, 
what I thought about this game, I did get to watch this game. I did not think Calgary played worse shit. Okay? And I, I really was disappointed in the way it's every fast. Who's making noise in there? Dude? Who am I going to mute their mic on? Hang on. Is it going to be Charles or I'm Will? I'm not doing nothing. Okay, it must be Will then. Um, not Will. Well, somebody's making noise. Charles, Charles is breathing in this microphone, as always. I've adjusted oh, my microphone. Okay, 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 okay. Anyhow, Calgary, all three facets of the Calgary game were not good. They were better than Ottawa, but fuck, anything is better than Ottawa. The Langley Rams are better than Ottawa. Um, I don't think Calgary was that impressive. And, you know, for the team that we think, we feel, we hope is going to be able to take out Winnipeg, going to have to play better football in my opinion okay just i'm just going there um i'm gonna let will go first you pick calgary by with 45 points you're off by six which is pretty good so you've got 130 points well what was your take on this game i agree with you 100 percent. but but it's hard it's hard to get up for the free bingo spot on the card okay because they're not a very good football team and I, I was listening to an interview this morning with Dave Dickinson, and he said, he was talking about the Ottawa game, and he said it would have been absolutely horrendous if they had lost to Ottawa. Okay? Oh, yeah. And, and in that game, Calgary was down 10-3 at one point in that game. Well, 3 nothing. Okay, and then right? – yeah, but and then I guess they pulled up their big boy pants and decided to play football. So yeah, there was nothing there was nothing there was nothing impressive about that game they should have won, which they did. It's that simple. They they did. But they they could have had one hand tied behind their back and they would have won. And maybe but maybe this week they're on a bye. And yeah. uh Dave's gonna have a the last team. time no, the last time they were on a bye, they were two and five, and they came out. Or sorry, they had a losing record, and they came out, and they've done what they've done now. So I still expect big things from Calgary. And if anybody says Calgary is the closest team to beating Winnipeg, I don't know where they get that from. Okay, because well, who else? I mean, who else is going to be able to do it? Well, I mean. Saskatchewan, on any given day, guys, Saskatchewan could do it. Um, BC could do it. But it just depends. Once again, how motivated is Winnipeg right now? So, it's that simple. But, no, they weren't impressive at all. They weren't impressive at all. So... I, yeah. I think this is okay. one of the. I think this is one of the more balanced Calgary teams I've ever seen, because they did have a running game against Ottawa as well. They did. They did. So. so. And the nice thing is, Bo Levi didn't throw an interception for fuck's sake. So. Anyways, go ahead, Charles. 
Okay. Yeah, my so, thoughts are pretty hang much. On, hang, on, yeah. hang on, hang on, uh, hang on, yeah, hang on, yeah, hang, on. Yeah. Will, hang on. Will doesn't get to introduce you. I do. Okay. Sorry. Charles, you took Calgary with 49 points. You're off by 10. You got 122 points for the game. Charles, go ahead. Tell us what you thought of this game. Well, it pretty much about the same as before, uh, as everybody else did. That basically, it was Calgary just doing enough to get by, because why spend all that energy and so on in a team you could beat going three-quarter speed? You really can. There was no need for the St. Peters to go all, all, all out, because like Will said, it's the free space card. These guys aren't going to beat them. Even Calgary is playing at their worst, so... Um, honestly, it was uh, about what I expected. Calgary was uh, pretty, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They were just, uh, like I said, they were kind of going laid, through the motions. They were laid, laid back. back. They, yeah, yeah, they really didn't have to do a whole lot of anything. They pretty much, uh, they pretty much went through and uh, did what they needed to do and went home. Uh, and that's, Basically, the bottom line, that's what everyone's doing against Ottawa. You really don't have to expend um, uh, anything against Ottawa because, quite frankly, uh, if you just show up, and as I said last week, if you're just mediocre, you're going to win. So that's about that. So. Oh. Okay. That's um, pretty much it. Something bad just happened to me. What is it? Okay, there it is. Montreal, Winnipeg. Okay. Sorry, I, I lost one of part of Charles's uh, itinerary, and I had to fix it. Um, okay, back to Sparky's panel here. Uh, Hamilton into Edmonton. The Ticats, who are a quasi-sound average, better-to-average team right now in the Eastern Division, went into Edmonton, and Edmonton is on pace to um, trying to tie Ottawa, I think. I think that's kind of what we're looking at right now. They're both 2-8. and eight, one, Well, Edmonton's 2-8, and eight, Ottawa's 2-10. and ten. So we know that Edmonton is... is Pretty much done anyhow. We'll see what happens there. They're they're just not playing good football, and they're in total disarray. And I'm surprised heads have not rolled already in Edmonton, kind of like they did in Ottawa. Did we uh, talk about uh, Marcel Dejardin getting fired last week? I guess we did. Because it's we not did, on the yeah. agenda today, and, and and it would probably be important thing to talk about. Okay, yeah. So uh, Hamil- Hamilton went into Edmonton and uh, did basically what we thought. They were they beat them. Uh, it was 39-23, which was 62 points for the game. Um, CJ took Hamilton at 48. I went high at 48, obviously not high enough. I still got 14 points for that, so I got 114 for the, the outing. Uh, that was my last good outing. Um, yeah, it was an interesting game. Uh, there was nothing spectacular. I, I watched this game, and... And the sad part is that I really don't remember anything about it. So I'm not thinking that it was all that spectacular. So I don't know. I'm going to have to pass this one over to Charles. Uh, all right. Hamilton, okay. Hang on. You, you won 
Uh, you picked 44 points. You're off by 18, so you got 106. Go ahead now, Charles. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't really miss anything uh, spectacular because this game was over by halftime. I mean, that score, 39-23, really kind of flatters the, the Elk. They got a lot of points in garbage time. It was 27-4 to at halftime. This game was long over by the time the Elk started to uh, put some points up. This is almost a copy of the last game because, quite frankly, the Ticats, they were better than the Calgary Stampeders were. But, again, they didn't have to do anything spectacular at this game. They're playing an Edmonton Elk team that is playing out the string that's got a rookie quarterback uh, playing. And give him credit. He passed for 250 yards. He wasn't awful. But there's just nothing there for this Edmonton team. And quite frankly, it's another case of you show up and you're probably going to win. And uh, that's what they did. They put up 39 points. They got Jeremiah Mazzoli passed for 357 yards, three touchdowns. Don Jackson rushed for 120 yards. And they really didn't need to do much else because, quite frankly, like I said, this was over by halftime. The Titans dominated this one right out of the gate. And, yeah, Edmonton scored a few points to make the score look a little bit more respectable. But this game was really a one-sided game right from wire to wire, and there wasn't much to it. And uh, the Ticats got a win, which I think most people also expected. Okay. That's pretty spectacular. Um, William, you picked Hamilton as well. We all agreed on all of these, these two victories. You went 45 points, uh, one point better than Charles. You ended up with 17, uh, gave you eight points. So 108 points for you. Um, what was your take on this game? It was uh, total dominance by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Jeremiah Mazzoli looked like a real good starting quarterback in the CFL, but he was playing Edmonton. Um, yeah. You know, um, they Don Jackson, they seem to have a running game from Don Jackson, who, by the way, is a former Calgary Stampeder, and he's a much better running back than he is a rapper because he is a rapper. And I have downloaded his album, and he's a horrible <laughs> rapper, so he should stick to football, okay? Because I do, I do like rap music. I've told you that before, and his album yeah, sucks. I, Anyways, um, I downloaded it because he's a Stampeder. Well, I downloaded it because he was a Calgary Stampeder, and it was awful. Anyways, um, yeah, it was total domination by Hamilton. Hamilton is a good team. Um, and I think, you know, I think the East is up for grabs, to be honest with you. And I think any team can win in the playoffs in, in the East. So, well, they're, they're very I tight. Mean, I mean, seven wins, six wins, yeah. six wins. I mean, it, it's a yeah. tight, tight Eastern division right now. Anybody can be in the division title. Anybody can get that by. Anybody can go to the Grey Cup. Except Ottawa. Yeah, Ottawa's not going anywhere. And I and I think and I think everybody in the East, quarterback wise, I think their quarterbacks are all pretty even. 
to be honest with you. So let's see what Except happens. Ottawa. Well, yeah, but Ottawa's not making the playoffs, so. Ottawa doesn't have a quarterback. That's correct. So are you talking about, who are you talking about in Montreal? You, you, Vernon Adams has gone for the season, right? Yes. Is that the suspicion the, or is that a fact? He's gone the, for the season? I don't know. Is that I, right? No, no, he's gone, he's gone for the season. Okay. That's why, that's, that's why they traded for Andrew Harris. Okay. Not Andrew, um, Andrew Harris. Sorry. Andrew Harris is a running back Trevor, from Winnipeg. Tre- Trevor Harris. Trevor Harris. Trevor Harris. Um, but uh, and Trevor Harris played for ten minutes or fifteen minutes, I think, over Matthew Schlitz, Schlitz or whatever the heck his name is, and yeah, he like didn't look bad. He, he he didn't look bad at all. Okay. So. So, but I think I think there's, I think the three quarterbacks in the East that are going to make the playoffs are all pretty even. So, I guess it'll well, come down to who's got the best defense. Uh, McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, Trevor Harris, and uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli. Right. I I wouldn't tie my wagon to any one of them, but. No, I wouldn't either. They have, so that's why I say they're all equal because they all have, they all have good days and they all have bad days. They all have skills and they all don't have skills. So, the quarterback strength is still in the West. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, this is this is exactly why I don't like having two divisions. Because let's face facts. We're looking at the thing. Toronto is, you know, seven and four. Well, Saskatchewan's seven and four. Calgary's six and six. So it's hard to argue this month, this year. But a lot of the times where we've got third place in the West has more points than first in the East. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and yep. that's not happening this year, or not yet. It, it very well could happen. Um, I'm really looking at the standings here, and I'm thinking BC's odd man out because they're not going to catch an Eastern team for the crossover. I don't see that. It's not going to happen. I don't Unless see that. Your team really collapses, but the BC still have to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's kind of a weird one. Okay, so um, let's move on to the next game. Okay, now this is a 1 o'clock in the afternoon in, in, on the West Coast here. The BC Lions were in Toronto, and I am a BC Lions fan. I am a big, large, very large. Well, I don't look that big. I'm not as big. Never mind. Um, I absolutely forgot about this game. I'm out working in the yard trying to get ready for winter to get the ranch ready for winter, and I forgot this game was completely on. Uh, it was about 4.30, and I picked up my phone and went, oh, fuck, there's a game today. And I looked at it, and I went, oh, fuck, they lost to Toronto. And I just put my phone away. I didn't look any further. I didn't see the game. I'm very disappointed. BC 29, Toronto 31, total 60 points. I picked BC at 52. So I 
did not get my 100 points, but I got 26 for the game call, which was the closest, I believe. Yes, I was the closest. Um, but that didn't do me any good because uh, BC lost. So I'm a little pissed off about that. I did not see the game. I can't speak on it. Uh, Charles, you go ahead. You did pick BC like you always do. You picked 45 points, um, which is, you know, a good number. You were off by 15. You picked up an extra 12 points, but you got the big goose egg for the pick. I'm finally starting to realize Will's hatred for kickers. Because I'm never one to blame a single player for a loss. I think a team wins and a team loses. I'm sorry. The Lions lost to the kicker in this game. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. When you can't make a 37-yard field goal in clutch time when you already had one chance to win the game and you missed that too, I'm sorry. I'm putting the blame on you. I don't care if it's a team game. Jimmy Camacho has looked so good for the majority of the time he has been uh, kicking for the Lions until about the last couple of weeks his confidence has completely crumbled. And quite frankly... What's that? No, go ahead. And quite frankly, I just, uh, I'm tired of this. Uh, we haven't got a good kicker. We, for some reason, had, um, we some reason had um, Sergio Garcia still on his property, and we got rid of him. We traded him to Winnipeg, and apparently he's going there now. He might have been a good guy to be kicking. I don't know why he wasn't. I mean, I know the guy was down playing in or trying out in the NFL. I get that. But if he's coming back to the CFL, if he's willing to come back to the CFL, what's he doing going to Winnipeg for? He should be here with the Lions because uh, I think we've got a bit of a kicking issue. And uh, that's pretty clear, I think, right now. Two chances to win the game. Now, I'm not going to bag on him for the first kick because the first kick was a 50-yarder. That's not a gimme. Lots of kickers will miss from 50 yards out. But when you've got a chance, your offense has got you back into position for a 37-yard field goal to win the game, you've got to make that – you've got to clutch up and make that kick. And most other kickers in the CFO would do that. 37 yards, I mean, it's not a short one. But it's more than makeable, and if you're a competent kicker, you should be hitting 37 yarders in your sleep. And I'm sorry, I'm not letting the other parts of the team off because the offense, which started out good, flatlined. But I'm sorry, you had a chance to kick the point, winning points, and you didn't do it. I'm sorry, I'm disappointed. They should have won that game. There's been three games now that the kickers um, have screwed up, Shit. and that could be three Shit wins. Get the Both the games against Saskatchewan, they could have won, but their kickers screwed it up, and then this game was just a nightmare. Okay, so, Charles, I did not get to see this game. Can you please tell me what happened? That Basically, tell me what's going, what happened, why he missed the first kick, or where, where the, what happened, and then how did they get the opportunity to get the second kick? This was another bizarre, bizarre point in this game, and quite frankly – had the Argos lost this game, Ryan Dinwiddie would be raked over the coal. So 
uh, with about, I think it was about a, just over a minute, about a minute 15 left. Uh, Camacho lined up for a 50-yard field goal, which he missed. It went uh, into, through the end zone. At that point, it was 23-21. He missed, so it was 23-22. Lions are still down by a point. The Argos got the ball back. And it looked like they were going to be able to run out the clock. But the problem is the Lions still had a timeout. But instead of trying to get a first down, the Argos kneeled down twice and then took a time count violation. They were in victory formation, but there was still 40 seconds left. And they had to kick the ball back to the Lions. Why they didn't try to go for the first down is beyond me. I'm sitting here in disbelief. They did not. They needed to get one first down to run out the clock. They did not even try for it. They knelt down twice. They took a time count penalty and then had to put the ball away with 40 seconds left. The Lions get the ball. They got decent field position right from the beginning because the Argos, when they got the ball, were, were kicking from their own, basically from their own goal line, and the ball got returned already to about the 42-yard line of the Ar- Argos and the Lions ran a couple of offensive plays and got it down to the 30-yard line. So the, the Lions, Camacho really bailed out Ryan Dinwiddie in reality because he would have been made a laughingstock had the Lions made that field goal and won the game because he could have run the clock out, but instead of trying to go for the field goal, they, they knelt down, kneeled down two times, but there was still over half a minute left. It made no sense. And they just punched the ball. They didn't even try for a first down. It was ridiculous. Okay. I don't now know if they didn't realize. That, yeah, I don't know if they didn't realize that the Lions still had a timeout, but they took the Lions took the timeout after the first down play. So obviously the Argos knew at that point because the clock had stopped. So I figured after they knelt on the fir- knelt, kneeled down the first time. I figured the time I was calling, I'm like, well, they're going to probably try and get the first down on the next play. But then they kneel down again. And there's still like 40 seconds left, which made no sense. Huh. Why would you not try no. for it? The, the Camacho missing um, kept the goat horns off of Ryan Dinwiddie. Okay. Okay. I, I understand now because the Toronto Argonaut fans were kind of having a connection about Ryan Dinwiddie, and I had no idea why. They, they, w is a W, is a W. Will always says this. So, I mean, how do you trust your, your coach when, you, when, he, when he, he brings home two points? Yeah, he okay. made it a lot That's, harder on his team to get it than he needed to. So Toronto didn't win this game. BC handed it to them. Basically. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. William. I know Charles yes. did a play-by-play on this one. What was your take on this? Were you laughing <laughs> okay. or what? The last, the last two and a half minutes, my wife actually came downstairs because I was laughing so hard. Okay, because, like, the only way it could have been funnier, Charles, is when Toronto was in their own end zone punting out if they had taken a knee and BC would have won the game that way. Okay. I don't laugh so hard. That would have been that, that would have been really funny, but well, that and just so you know, if the game had ended in regulation time, I would have had a perfect score. Okay, because it was twenty three twenty two. 
Yes. They won it in overtime. Yeah, it went to overtime. Toronto. Yes, it went to overtime. Well, I, didn't, I, I didn't know that. You didn't say that. It, this was overtime. So Sorry. what happened then? Well, because so... the last kick, BC's kicker, okay, he kicked the field goal, but he missed, but he got the ruse, so he tied the That's game. So in reality, in reality, if the kicker, the kicker did get him to overtime, right? If yeah, you think about it. it. So then yeah, I'm going to have to go back and down, look at this. Toronto marched down the field, scored a touchdown, made the two-point conversion. Then yeah. BC did the same thing. And uh, Mike, Riley threw, uh, Mike Riley threw outside and the receiver went inside and they didn't get the two-point convert. Yeah. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. then the rule where he had to go for two points. So Toronto made the two point convert and the Lions didn't. Yeah. Uh, so BC did. BC was competitive. There's no doubt about yeah. it. It only took the yeah. Lions, I think, two or three plays to score a touchdown in overtime. I think it was their second play. If if BC had a, had a grade C kicker, they would have won the game. Okay. Okay. Now, um, I'll tell you what happened with Sergio Castillo, because I kind of got a little bit of a scoop on this. Is he point? He was asked by the BC Lions if he was going to come back, and he said, absolutely not. And then they, they traded his rights basically for a bag of hammer handles, but bag of hammer handles is better than somebody not coming back to your team. And then when he got traded to Winnipeg, he decided he wanted to come back because he was going to win a Grey Cup. So he didn't want to come to BC because BC was not competitive. He didn't want to play for a loser, in other words. Yeah. So we never had Sergio Castillo. We owned his rights, but he wasn't going to come and play for us. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. He wasn't going to come and play here. So, I mean, it's very similar to, to BC had Vernon Adams, right? And Vernon Adams says, I'm not playing for you unless I'm going to be the starter. And they said, we have Travis Lule. Why would we take you as a starter? And uh, he said, well, trade me then. Right. So this was kind of a, a similar scenario where Sergio Castillo basically said, I'm not coming back to play for a team that's not going to make the playoffs. I don't know if he said that much to the BC Lions or not, but that was, you know, when, when he said, when he got traded to Winnipeg, he, he, his eyes perked up or his ears perked up and said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to play, I'm going to go win a great cup. So if that helps you answer the question, uh, we failed because that's the only kicker we had. Okay, so uh, sad. Yes. Now, Saskatchewan comes into Montreal to play the Alouettes. Final score was Saskatchewan Rough Riders 19, Montreal Alouettes 14. This was a dismal offensive performance. 
I do not understand our good friend Phil Miller and his philosophy that Cody Fajardo is the best quarterback in the CFL. Because I honestly didn't fucking see that. Uh, yeah, they got a W, but 19 points against Montreal. I'm sorry, Saskatchewan. You're on a slide. You got a victory out of it, but you're just not doing well. You're not playing good football right now. I don't know what to say. Total score was 33 points. I picked 42. I was off by nine. I got 24 for the victory. I got zero for the victory and 24 points for the spread or for the total. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I saw the back end of this game, and there was nothing I nothing I liked about. I was rooting for Montreal. I wanted to see the Alouettes win, and uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, William, you picked Montreal as well. You picked a score of forty-five yeah. points, which was off by twelve. Uh, you got 18 points in that. Uh, you did not pick up the points for the victory, though. Those were Charles's. What was your take on this game? Um, if Montreal had to put Harris in sooner, I think they would have won. Yeah. Because it wasn't it wasn't a very well-played game, in my opinion. Um, and... Yeah, it kind of just laid there, and and Saskatchewan didn't look overly impressive. That's two games in the last two weeks that they didn't look overly impressive, and they won both the games. So, but hopefully that gives them a false sense of security. But I think if it keeps on going the way it's going, and I don't know who Saskatchewan plays this week, but um, Saskatchewan could very easily... Edmonton. Uh, then they're gonna they're probably gonna have second place in the east or the west for the playoffs. So that means Calgary's gonna have to go into Saskatchewan. And uh well, no, that's not true. I mean it's not the end. We still have two more weeks. Yeah. Right? But who do they play? Let's look at their schedules uh, real quick. Calgary plays B C Saskatchewan plays Edmonton. Week after, so yeah. they're back to back with Edmonton. Yeah. Oh God. And the final and week, BC, BC, or hang on, Calgary plays Winnipeg, Calgary, and Saskatchewan plays yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Yep. Calgary's going to have to win the Grey Cup on the road. Yeah. But the thing is, I if I remember correctly, um, I don't think Bo's ever lost in Saskatchewan. That's the thing. Wow. He loves Saskatchewan. Unless so. that means he's too. You never know. Yeah. Well, he's all about Saskatchewan. First, so, Well, Saskatchewan is very beatable, okay? But on the other hand, um, that game will be uh, November 28th in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Yeesh. That's the uh, – it could go either way. That's the let me tell you. Uh, is, tell is you. It that, no, it's it's not that late, is it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, did it say the date here, November 13th? Yeah, Western, Western and Eastern semifinals, Sunday, November 28th. 
God, with the Grey Cup on the 12th. Er. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, November yeah. 28th so, in Regina. You better have a running game, Will. We do. So, and I think it's better than Saskatchewan's running game. So, okay. we shall see. Okay, so the last game was... Charles, you picked Saskatchewan at 40 points. You're off by seven. Uh, so you got the 100, you got the 28. Did you see anything different in this game than we did? Nope. Uh, quite frankly, they needed to rely on their defense in this one to win the game. And uh, Montreal's not exactly a, a, an offensive powerhouse right now, so thankfully. But they're also not a defensive powerhouse. So to only put up 19 points against them, not exactly a, a, a one you're going to be right home about. Cody Fajardo, 14 to 25, barely 50 percent, 56 of that, 158 yards, no touchdowns. His longest completion was 19 yards. And this is the guy they're saying is the uh, the best. Uh, people are trying to claim are the best uh, quarterbacks in the uh, CFL. Uh, sorry, I don't well, see Phil that. Well, Phil Miller, anyhow. Oh, yeah, Phil Miller. Mm. Well, all you got to do to combat that is start talking about the 13th man. But um, (laughs) this wasn't exactly – this wasn't a great football game by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Quite frankly, the Argos were – or the Argos, the Riders were probably lucky to win it. Uh, because, quite frankly, they didn't play very well. Their defense, I think, bailed their offense out, uh, holding down the fort against the um, uh, Montreal Alouettes. And um, Trevor Harris actually did come in and played relatively well in this game. He goes 12 of 15 for 123 yards and a touchdown. He's a lot better than Matt Schlitzler. I'm guessing he's going to get the start next time Montreal plays, but who knows. But... um, yeah, if I'm a Saskatchewan fan, I'm not exactly um, jumping up and down over this one because they got the win, but they won it pretty ugly against a team that they should be beating, I think, much more handily than this. Okay. Well, can't, hard to argue with any of those comments. I, I agree with them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the season. That was week 13 of the 2021 CFL season wrapped up and analyzed. Now, we have week 14 to deal with, and we have four games on the line. The first one up was the BC Lions into Hamilton. Charles, you taking BC on this one? Oh, God. Should I start not to homer and actually pick? Uh, the team that's going to win? I think BC's going to win this. Uh, BC's going to win this you game. think BC's going to win this, huh? BC's going to win this one. I got, yeah, I'm pretty much uh, – I'm convinced. How is I'm it? I'm going to keep being a homer. I don't care. I'll pick BC. Yeah. Not that I have any confidence that they're going to win this one because, quite frankly, they're they're playing a good team. Although, a team that's beatable. I, Toronto was clearly beatable last week and, in fact, should have been beaten. And I think Hamilton's a beatable team. They're not the powerhouse that people like we, like a lot of people were saying at the beginning of the year. But uh, 
it's a winnable game for the Lions. I still believe that. They should have won a week ago. Uh, but uh, let's uh, see where we go from here. I'll take the Lions, I'll take the Lions to win this one with uh, 44 points. Cheryl's got BC in 44. William, what are you going to do here? Well, um, yeah, that's, that's a hole in the ground. Yeah, with I, water in it. Sometimes you know, gas I, or oil. I think, I think, I think, BC would have a chance if they don't kick any field goals. <laughs> so, just saying. Um, yeah, I just can't pick BC as much as I'd like to. Um, I'm going to say Hamilton 38. Really? Okay, well, yeah. I'm taking BC, and I'm going 48. I'm going on the high side of this one. BC's going to do it. Uh, I don't know why or how, but they're going to do it. Now, the next game, uh, Saskatchewan and Edmonton. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Charles. Uh, hmm. This is a bit of a head scratcher, right? No, it's not. Come on. Saskatchewan's going to win this. Well... I, they should have won going away against Montreal last week. They didn't. Uh, but Saskatchewan yep. is going to win this one. This I'm is sorry. Edmonton. Edmonton sucks. Um, yeah, Saskatchewan's going to win this one. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, if Saskatchewan does lose this one, they're in bigger trouble than a lot of people think. But uh, I think they're going to win this one fairly handily. I want to go with Saskatchewan 50 points. 50 points? Yeah. Okay. Uh, William, what are you going to do here? Sticking to my guns. (laughs) I will never, I will never pick Saskatchewan, and I don't like to pick Edmonton. And in this game, I would usually pick a tie. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick Edmonton, thirty-seven. Because, because they will be starting Nick Arbuckle. I think yeah. I read that they weren't starting Arbuckle. I thought I read that they were going to be starting, that they were still going to start Taylor Cornelius. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. I okay, thought I read that somewhere. No, no, but it, but it doesn't matter who starts. It's who finishes. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, we, you know, you, you, that's not true. You can't say that about Montreal in this last game. Trevor Harris finished. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't know what to do. I, I don't have this phobia about Edmonton that you do, uh, even though you took Edmonton. I do have this phobia against Saskatchewan. I just don't like picking Saskatchewan. It's just... Something about the team. Just, yeah, me either. They're they're morally and ethically bankrupt. The, the the management, the team from the from the ownership on down, which includes the fan base, they're, they're just it's just not a good team. Okay, and I just can't. And Edmonton, 
Edmonton is in total disarray. They need to fire their entire their board of directors, their president, their general manager. I don't know about the coaches, but they need to fire, come in and clean house. So Edmonton's in disarray. Saskatchewan I just don't like. But I have to pick the riders here. I just don't see them not losing. I, it just bothers me. It irks me no end, and I'm going 45 points. That's twice this year I picked Saskatchewan, and once they actually lost. Pissed me off. But, okay, uh, I'm taking the Riders here, and just, you know what, I'm taking the Riders because uh, our good friend there, what's his name? Um, I've got to go down here and find him. We, we had somebody on our, wrote me a, an email from, do you remember his name? There it is, Brian Senchuk. Brian Senchuk sent us a message that says that he listens to the our podcast. He's a Ryder fan, he, even though uh, we, we diss his team all the time. Uh, he still listens to the podcast, and he likes it. Okay, so I'm giving you a shout-out, Brian, and I am picking your team this week only because you sent me a message, okay? Only because, because there's no way. I, I, I don't know. I can't do it. I, I, I think I have to go rinse out my mouth right now. I think I kind of just puked in it. Um, okay, so the third game is the Toronto Argonauts into Ottawa to pay, play the Red Blacks. If there's anybody here on the panel that's going to pick the Red Blacks, I, I don't know what to say to you. I'm just putting Toronto right across the board on all three of us, but I'm going to let you guys say it and then so that um, Sparky knows it for sure. Charles, who are you taking? I wouldn't uh, pick Ottawa if they were having an intra-squad scrimmage. Uh, I'm going to pick Edmonton, obviously, 46 points. You're going to take who? Excuse me, Toronto. Thank you. 46 points, the Argos. You're, you're just doing a Mark Wetnall. Yeah. Picking a team that's not playing. Okay. And, and a team that we don't expect to win either. So if Edmonton was playing Ottawa, I would have taken Ottawa. We beat them twice already this year. Okay. <laughs> William, what are you doing here? Are you going to take Toronto? You know what? If, if, <laughs> if, 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 if Ottawa – uh, If Ottawa <laughs> had to organize – if Ottawa had to organize – a two-car parade, and you spotted them one car, they still couldn't figure it out, okay? So I am not going to pick Ottawa. And just for all you CFL fans out there, you should be excited because at the end of this season, Dominic Davis is a quarterback free agent. You can sign him if you wanted to. Anyways, um, I'm going to go with Toronto. And let's go... 50 points. 50 points for Toronto. Not for Toronto, but combined total for the score for the game. Okay, I keep doing that. Maybe we should just pick one team's score. Um, or the spread. No. Didn't we do that before? No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, um, like, I prefer this way. It's nicer. I like it this I, way. I prefer this way, too. I do. I do, Because I, I, I could never pick the teams right. Um. CJ, uh, Toronto, I'm yeah. I just don't see them scoring that many points. I'm going 38. 
I'm going really low on this one. It's going to be 38 points. And the final game of the week is the Montreal Alouettes traveling to Central Canada to play the Blue Bombers in at IG Field. Um, yeah, I don't know who's going to pick Montreal here, but we're just going to – Charles, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't pick against Montreal. I can't pick against Winnipeg right now, Not especially not against Montreal. I mean – Winnipeg just looks too solid. I mean, maybe they're not as solid as a lot of people think they are uh, because of um, various reasons, although, you know, the talent just isn't, uh, hasn't been as good this year in the CFL. But I'm sorry, they're still the most solid team in the Canadian Football League right now. And I'm going to have to pick them against Montreal. I'll probably pick them against pretty much any team. But I'm definitely picking them against Montreal. Um I think they're a solid team, so uh, while they're not spectacular, well, I mean, they have been pretty good this year. I can't really say that they aren't, but um, I'm going to pick Winnipeg in this one with uh, 40 points. 40 points? Yeah. Okay. And uh, William, you going to take your Alouettes? Montreal, 36. Montreal 36. Well, I'm going to have to take the Bombers on this one, and I'm going to go 45. Now, one of the things that we didn't do, or I didn't do, my fault, uh, and Sparky is probably pulling his hair out right now, because I actually missed the summation of the week. So in week 13... It finished with Will and Charles having the exact same points for the week, which was 368. CJ was in second or third or fourth or tenth place. I don't know what it is with 304 points. I think 304 points is pretty spectacular considering I only picked two teams right. So I got 104 points in my my score points, and that's pretty spectacular. Um but, uh, yeah, it, it, it was not a good week for CJ. Will now has uh, 3,904 points. CJ is at 3,802. And Charles, you're down, blowing your nose. You're down there at 3,688. Now, the cool thing is that you got 368 points, and you have 368 times 10 points. You got 10% of your points in this week, in week 13. So, one, you know, one, that's that's you. This was a good week for you. So, anyhow, uh, you you actually have the worst week out of anybody here, eh? Did you know that week one you got 40 points? Will had the second worst week at at 70 in week four. And CJ's worst week was 84 in week three. So we've all had dismal weeks. Anyhow, um, yeah, I'm kind of impressed with the way we're going here. And, uh, we'll see what happens. We're, we do have some uh, – Will, Will's either going to take take a lead here or he's going to fall to the bottom. back to third place this week. You fall to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yep. to the bottom. We'll yep. see what happens this week. It's just one of those things. Uh, you, you have to make a stance, and I, and I understand and respect that. 
Uh, I don't know what to say. Anyhow, that's the, that's the, how our scores are. That's how we stand. Our standings are. That's what happened last week, and we're now going to move on to the rest of the agenda. Ah. Uh, Let's look at the playoff scenario. Oh, no. Is this really? Do we have to? I don't want to look at the playoff scenario. It doesn't look good. I'm not happy with the playoff scenario right now. We know who's, what's happening. We know what's going to happen, and BC Lions are not going to be in the playoffs. I don't know what else to say. It's just a fact, isn't it? Always next year. Always next year. We've said that before. Uh, it's, it, I if you find a quarterback. Was, yeah. I personally believe this was a better year than 2019. But that I doesn't agree. say much. For the Lions? Yeah. yeah. It was really hard to be otherwise. Okay, so how we sit right now in the playoff scenario, Western Division, no team can clinch a playoff spot this week. Okay. So, BC Lions are still in the scenario. They are in the picture. We will see what happens. Saskatchewan plays Edmonton twice. I have no response to that. Okay, Eastern Division right now, if Montreal wins or BC loses, Montreal clinches a playoff spot. Okay, so that means BC has to – who are we playing? What the fuck just happened there? BC is playing Hamilton. So how how does that work? If Montreal wins or a BC loss, Montreal clinches a playoff spot. Shouldn't that be if BC wins? Because if BC loses, that means Hamilton wins and Hamilton clinches a playoff spot. Did CFL.ca just screw this up? Must be. Yeah, it's got to be Montreal. If Montreal wins or BC wins, or or Hamilton loss, then Montreal clinches a playoff spot. A Hamilton win or a tie, Hamilton clinches a playoff spot. So let's see the standings. Let's see what happens here. Montreal and Hamilton are tied. They both played eleven games. They're both sitting at six and five. Toronto's clinched the playoff spot already. But they're, oh, they're mathematically including Ottawa. <clears throat> they can't be. Why bother at this point? That, it, that This doesn't make sense. Both of those teams have already made a playoff spot. There's no mathematical way that uh, Ottawa can make the playoffs. There isn't enough games left. Ottawa's played 12 games. There's only two games remaining to them, right? Because it's a 14-game season. So the most that they can get is eight points, and both Hamilton and Montreal have 12. So this is stupid. Montreal has a playoff spot. Hamilton has a playoff spot. We just don't know who gets the home field advantage, who's going to take the yeah. semifinal. We don't, we don't even know who's going to take the final game. This is fucking stupid. CFLDCA, you dropped the ball on this one. Okay, uh, Winnipeg has secured a playoff position. That's, that's, we guaranteed that. I think they've actually even 
um, secured a uh, division title. Okay. Toronto's clinched the playoff spot. Saskatchewan has clinched the playoff spot. How can Saskatchewan? Oh, Saskatchewan's up on. Saskatchewan's tied with Calgary. How did that happen? No, they're not. No, they're not. They're ahead. Calgary's, Calgary's ahead. Okay, okay, okay. So that's how that goes. Ottawa is the only team that has been eliminated from playoff contention. Edmonton must win this week to maintain its chances of qualifying the playoffs. Even if the Elks win the remaining remainder of the games, they will still need to be part of a multi-team tie scenario to qualify for post. Edmonton's out of the fucking playoffs. Just why don't you just say it? BC victories in week 14 against Hamilton and Calgary would move the Lions into third place, setting up a pivotal match in the final week with Edmonton visiting BC. Oh, that's stupid. Okay. Um, so they have to beat Calgary, and Calgary has to lose for them this to happen. So, yeah, week 15 is going to be a big game for BC if they beat Hamilton this week coming up, so I'm not going there. Hamilton victory over BC this week would eliminate the possibility of a crossover. Even if they emerge victorious this week, Saskatchewan and Toronto cannot clinch home playoff dates. Okay. But Montreal, that doesn't make sense. How can, if Hamilton wins, how does that eliminate a crossover? That puts Hamilton solidly in second place. Montreal could lose the rest of the games at six. BC wins the rest of theirs at three. Uh, BC ends up seven and seven. Uh, Montreal becomes six and eight. And Montreal is eliminated from the playoffs. Because there's a crossover. They're just wrong. It's just literally wrong. How can, how how does the CFL.ca drop the ball this badly? Anybody? Like they have no they have do they have any proofreaders? Oh I, sorry. I What's Charlie saying that they're wrong? Well, first off I'm saying that the Montreal win or a BC loss. It has to be a no, BC that, victory. No, that's okay. no, that's, that's wrong. wrong. No, because, no, okay. it actually is not because if BC loses, they can no longer cross over. So Montreal is going to finish no lower than third at that point. So that would clinch Montreal's uh, playoff spot. Right. Okay. Okay. I, I, okay. Now I understand. That that I makes sense. I just went back and looked at the standings. And I was just trying to figure it out, and then I'm like, oh wait a minute, that's what it is. Because that's, if BC that, loses, that, that, that means they can't get the crossover. That, and that, that makes would sense. Mean and a would, would yeah. A Hamilton victory over BC this week would eliminate the possibility of a crossover because BC right. cannot then. Right, 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 right. Okay. That's why. Okay. That makes. That's why. Yeah, That's they're right. They're 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 right, and I'm wrong, and I I just was not paying attention to this properly. They're 100 percent correct. A Montreal win or a BC loss, Montreal clinches a playoff spot because that eliminates the crossover. Hamilton victory over BC, that would be the BC loss, eliminates the possibility of a crossover. So if BC wins this week, that means Hamilton lost. BC can still cross over ahead of either Montreal or Hamilton. Right? 
But if Montreal or Hamilton wins this week, then that's not possible. I do have an issue with the Hamilton tie. Oh, that's because BC would have a tie and they wouldn't be able to. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they didn't need a proofreader. CJ needed one, Charles. I apologize to CFL.ca. You guys were actually bang on here, and I fucked up. And, and that is actually recorded, so people could play that over and over again if they wanted to, where they said that CJ actually said that he was wrong. don't know if you knew that or not. Okay. Any comments on William? No, you've talked for long enough on this stuff, and, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I don't. I don't really care to look at that stuff. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure unless unless teams implode it's going to be Hamilton, Montreal and who's the other team? Toronto. Toronto. And and Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, Calgary. Right. We we're pretty much set on 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 that that yeah. lineup. We don't know what the lineup in the East is going to be. They're ju- they're just too close. Yep. Yep. Okay. And and it really doesn't matter because it's going to what's going to happen is going to happen. Now this week is going to make some definite changes, but we'll see what happens. I don't know where it says no team can clinch a playoff spot this week. I don't know why they say that. <coughs> Saskatchewan, oh, Saskatchewan already has clinched the playoff spot, and Calgary has not. So if Calgary loses and BC loses, it's still close. Yeah, Calgary okay. doesn't play this week. So. Yeah. Calgary doesn't That's right, play Calgary's on a bye. Right, so they can't win. No. So BC... That's probably why. If BC loses, though... No, it's still... BC and Calgary could finish even for the year. Yeah. So, uh, and then we'll see who wins out of that. I don't know what the, who, what the season series would be. If BC wins the one, season... 1-1. One, it's 1-1 one, one right now. It's 1-1 one, one right one, now. 1-1 one right now. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. So let's move on because we can do that. Who are potential head coach candidates? Uh, you know, this is fucking stupid. I mean, honestly, who are we going to talk about? This is Three Down Nation creating news about things that aren't. Why would you talk about Mark Killam? who is the special teams coordinator for the Calgary Stampeders when the Calgary Stampeders are still in a playoff race. Why would you talk about him going to another team? This just reeks of Chris Jones going to Ed, uh, Saskatchewan before the Edmonton Eskimos won the Grey Cup. I, I just, how, how do we talk about this? And, and here's the well, first thing. If Edmonton fires head coach Jamie, Jamie Elzondo, well, I'm sorry, but 
They haven't fired head coach Jamie Elizondo, so why are you speculating that they would? The only position we can talk about right now is um, Marcel Desjardins. Nobody else has been fired. I think this is all pretty much speculation on that part. This is Three Down Nation grasping at straws and trying to create something that is relevant. And I don't want to talk about it. Uh, you guys, I'm going to let you guys talk about it because I'm not. A, I'm not talking about it. This is just stupid. I mean, who who do we think is going to be fired? I'm okay with that. You want to think about who's going to be fired? Who's going to be fired? Uh, look at Ottawa. Ottawa sucks. They've just fired Paul their GM. Marcel de Jardin is gone. Do you think that Paul Lapolis will be fired? Unless they decide to give him the GM job, too, which I, I personally don't think will happen, but um, you never know. But um, he's had a terrible year, so it wouldn't surprise me if he were fired. Rich is not willing to do it before the end of the season, or they're right. going to wait till a new general manager comes in and makes his decision, or what's going to happen. I don't think he he's not in a very secure place as a coach right now, no. and I can't I can't even t- deal with a conversation where Paul Lapolis becomes the GM in Ottawa. If that happens, that team is going to be a train wreck next year as well. I, I just and and I think I did this on the show last week where I said, can you name five players, five coaches that were good ge- coaches and general managers at the same time, and. We failed to do it. We didn't name five. You, you thought you did, Charles, but you did not because Hugh Campbell was never no. a coach and general manager at the same time. That's right. So we got Wally Buono, uh, John Hoffnagel, um, Don Matthews, and you came out with a third one, which was who? A fourth one. Fourth one. Cal Murphy. A fourth one. Cal Murphy. Cal Murphy. Yep. So it's, it's not something common. It's not, I mean, the, the, it takes a very special person to be a, co- a head coach and a general manager at the same time. I, it, it's rare. It's fucking rare. I, I guess. I guess you could to, always. To even I guess you could always. Off. You can Go throw ahead, Joel Pop's name into that ring. <laughs> Jim Pop. Right. Jim Pop. Yeah. No, we can't. Yeah. He was not. But he was also the coach. Yeah, but he always wanted to be a coach. Uh, I, I think I said successful. People who were successful at it. I think I did. Yeah, well, he did that. that for he did that for a long time, though. What? If you think about it, he was the GM and always fired his coach and took over. Right, but he was never successful as a coach. Well, no, I guess not. Never. I, I, never. He. When he was the coach, his team was dismal. Mm-hmm. Correct. So I, I, I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, uh, 
you cannot elevate Paul Lapolis to general manager. He hasn't proved he's a good coach. How, how do you elevate him to general manager as well? He won two games this year. It's granted I'm not going to blame them on Paul Lapolis, but the losses on Paul Lapolis, but I'm not saying he didn't do anything spectacular to justify promoting him. This isn't politics. This isn't the government. You don't, you don't promote people like that. Who else is yeah, but fired? I still, I still, I still don't believe that you can blame him. I don't think he's going to lose his job. I don't think you can blame him for the season. You cannot blame him for the season. That does not guarantee him a job. If the new general no, manager comes no. in and whoever it is turns around and yep. says, "You know what? You're not the man that I want behind the bench," I'm, but I, I'm going I with. And that often happens with new GMs coming in. They want to hire their own coach. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't fire him, though. I wouldn't fire him. So I think there's a 50-50 chance he keeps his job. Okay. He I'll does have a tra- he, does, he, he does have a track record. He does. He does have a track record. But I'll give you two scenarios where he's gone, and both of those are very realistic. Chris Jones is, promo- is, is hired on as a ge- coach and general manager. Paul Eppelis is gone. Jim Barker is hired on as the um, general manager, and he brings Scott Milanovic back from the NFL because I don't think Scott's going to survive down there. Yeah, okay. And, and if Jim Barker becomes the GM of Ottawa, I'd be happy as Paul Eppelis to get fired. Yeah, I wouldn't want to hang right. around there. Because I don't think he's that great of anything, to be honest with you. But I'd do anything. I'd offer him anybody's job just to get him off fucking TSN, let me tell you. Right. Jim Barker's off of TSN. Does that mean Paul Lapolis is back on? Maybe. <laughs> oh, my good Lord. Was I going to say something reading. like... Was I going to say something like, you need a token white guy on the panel? Oh, my God, did I say that? <sighs> <laughs> you may have said that. <laughs> well, the chick is white. And actually, I'd just like to put this out there. The chick is fantastic. I like her a lot. Well, she's just been promoted. I think she does a great job. Did, Charles, did you pay attention to that? What was that? The the chick on the panel. What's her name? Oh, Kate. Is that it, Kate? Kate? Uh, yeah, I think you're talking about right, Kate Burnett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kate yeah. Burnett. Okay. Oh, she's just been promoted. She's now uh, in charge of uh, TSN or CFL Talk or CFL something, the the weekly show and something else now. So she's like the I head person for the CF. Yeah, I, I read that the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. uh, what's what's her name? Kate. Kate Burnett. B E I think B E I R N E S S. If I'm not mistaken. B I B E. No, B E I R. B E I R N E S. Berlant. 
Burness. There she is. Canadian sports comedy. That's actually not her name. Um, okay. Yeah, I found her. Mm-hmm. There's a... No. Why did it do that? Okay, let's just change this. B-I-R-N-E-S-S. There you go. Uh, Instagram. Probably sports editor. There's got to be something news here on her. There was news just... It just happened like yesterday. She's now the anchor of Sports Center. I think she has been for a while. Okay. Something happened where she got something big. I don't know. I can't find it. But I just I just saw it up on in a post on on Facebook that she she got something new. Hmm. I don't know. Got nothing I did here. not see it. I got nothing. I did not see it. Okay. Sorry to say, let's move on. Okay, um, anybody else you think is going to get fired? Do you think Jamie Elizondo is safe in, in Edmonton? Do you think nope. Rock Sunderland is safe in Edmonton? Nope. Do you think Rick Campbell is safe in B.C.? Yes, but he shouldn't be. I think he probably is. Uh, do you think Rick Campbell is safe as the GM in B.C.? But he's not the GM in BC. He's a co-GM, and they should take that away from him. co-GM. They should take that away from him without oh, question. Is he? Okay. Yeah. If you're going to do that, just just make, uh, what's his name, uh, Jamie McAvoy. Or excuse me, Neil McAvoy. Just make him the Neil GM. McAvoy. Don't, don't have this co-GM nonsense. Let the guy coach. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay. Jamie Elizondo is safe in Edmonton. You think he's going to be safe. Uh, Brock Sunderland is not safe. I think he may get fired and probably should be fired. If he gets fired, then why is the coach safe? Because the coach isn't safe, depending on who the GM is. We just established that in Ottawa. Is is Ryan Dinwiddie safe in Toronto? Probably. If he's making a playoff, then he's probably going to be safe. You think he's safe with Chris Jones breathing down his neck over there? If they're not gonna, if he if he makes the playoff, they're not gonna fire him. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. They were calling for his head after the game with in BC, and he won. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Let's he's go. safe. I don't think they're gonna fire a guy fired in the playoffs in his first year. I was gonna say I. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I would have said last week. I would have said, yeah, they'll keep uh, they'll keep Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. But after but after that uh, that that stupid move this week, at the end of the game, okay, like, what the fuck was he thinking? Was his head even in the game? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you say. 
Okay, so uh, I think that's that's what's up with the coaches and general managers and whoever else. We're just not going to go there. So let's go over to uh, what's next on the agenda, which is uh, QB free agents coming up. Uh, Nick Arbuckle was a QB free agent, but he just saw, recently signed a one-year contract extension with the Edmonton Elks. So Nick is stuck in Edmonton for another year. Um, how, how do you get happy about being traded to Edmonton? Am I the only one that well, he wasn't, this was weird? Depends how much money he was getting. He was in Calgary, and he liked Alberta, so... Maybe that's it. Yeah. So, um, who is it? Uh, Trevor Harris is the one that's going to be a free agent next year that he doesn't know he is yet, right? Uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson in Toronto, he's going to be a free agent. He's 33 years old. Uh, He's not the face of the franchise as opposed to what they say here, but... Yeah, I don't know. What what is Toronto going to do for quarterback? They don't have anybody. Do they re-sign McLeod Bethel Thompson? I could see them re-signing him on a couple uh, for like two years. I could see that. Obviously, not nothing long term. I don't think you're going to see him get a five-year contract, but uh, on a two-year contract, I could see that. Okay. Um, while we're going through this list. Who is Ottawa going to go after? I want you to think about that question, and when we finish this, tell me which quarterback you think Ottawa is going to go after because they need a big, big league quarterback. And by the looks of it, so does Toronto. I think Toronto's going to try to sign somebody. Now let's find out who it's going to be. Um, next up on the list is Zach Caleros in Winnipeg. He's, he's the front runner for the MOP this year. No doubt about that. He, he is a reigning Grey Cup champion. He could very possibly be the Grey Cup victory two years in a row. He is going to re-sign in Winnipeg for a shitload of money. He's going to yep. be up in the Mike Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell category of money. And is Winnipeg going to be able to afford that? And will they do that? I mean, they do have, like, Biggie and, and, and Andrew Harris and all these other guys. Is this the last year for Andrew Harris, too? That's another good question. I um, think so. Next up on the list is Dominic Davis. He's a free agent in Ottawa. I'm not sure why he's still in the league, but... Uh, okay, so let's just say Ottawa doesn't resign him. Where is he going to go... He's going to go self deep freezes to little old ladies at J.C. Penney's. Um, personal opinion: What do you think is going to happen with Dominic Davis, William? I think he's going the way of Jonathan Jennings. One year too late. Nobody's going to sign him. Nobody's going to sign him. No. No. Not even as a backup. I don't think. Not even as a backup. No. Not even I, Ottawa. I don't know why you would. No. No. Okay. Um, Dane Evans in Hamilton. Dane Evans is 27 years old. 
Okay, is Hamilton going to be able to re-sign him, or is he going to want starter money? Are are they going to keep him over Jeremiah Mazzoli? What's going to happen here? Do they keep sign Dane Edmonds and trade the, Jeremiah Mazzoli? Do they do what? Oh no, Jeremiah Mazzoli is a free agent, so both of them are on the blocks this winter. They're going to have to pick one or the other. They can't have both. Not again. No, they're not. No. They're both going to want too much money. They're not going to be able to invest that much money into two quarterbacks. Well, Dane Dane Evans is going to want the money, but he is not getting the game time to justify it. So he's the, the Nick Arbuckle kind of guy over there right now. He showed some glimmer. He showed some promise. He showed some, you know, whatever. Where is he going to go? I see Dane Evans in Toronto. I could see that, or I could see Ottawa making a play for him. Right, but if if Ottawa and Toronto both make a play for Dane Evans, who is Dane Evans going to sign with? Does he sign for the most amount of money? or does he? He's going to Toronto. You don't want to go play for that train wreck in Ottawa. Okay? Okay. But, so now we have... But... But what? But, hold but on. what? But yeah. if uh, Toronto has an epiphany and dumps Ryan Dinwiddie and signs yeah. uh, Christopher Jones as the head coach... Chris Jones. Not I'm Christopher. I'm not... Or Chris Jones... I'm not going anywhere near Toronto because he doesn't give a fuck about offense. Never has, never will. Well, it depends on who his offensive coordinator is, but yeah, Toronto still, Chris Jones isn't going to be a general manager in Toronto. No, I didn't say general manager, but I said head coach. Absolutely. Yeah. But if he's not a general manager... Yeah, but you don't want him to be the head coach either. So, I I wouldn't mind playing for Chris Jones as the head coach, but as long as there's a GM that's going to build a, an offensive team around me. But if Chris Jones is the general manager, he doesn't doesn't spend a nickel oh. on offensive players. He he no. pay more for a, a kicker than an O lineman. He's all defense. He always has been. Yes. Okay. So, moving on. Isaiah Harker. (laughs) Second-year quarterback has yet to throw his first touchdown pass, but he's looked comfortable in spot duty behind Cody Fajardo. He is a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. Oh, yeah. Uh Okay. Oh, he's a backup. He's a a lineup. He's a free agent, isn't he? Yeah, 73% of his career pass attempts for 556 yards and three interceptions. Uh, uh, He might as well just stay in rider land. He's the guy, yeah, he's the guy you get, I'm sure. He'll be most sought after. Yeah, I'm I'm sure of that. I think Harker. Isaiah Harker is going to be a Saskatchewan Rough Rider next year. He already knows all the playbooks. Yeah. He knows everything there. 
He's behind Cody Fajardo. I'm sure he's got a rapport with him, and nobody else wants him. He's done nothing, nothing to, to you know, to make his him have any well, value. Yeah, but are you? But are you sure? Because Cody Fajardo has played lights out this year. You sure he's not going to get an offer in the NFL? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just channel. I was just channeling my Phil Miller. That's all. <laughs> there's only yeah, one quarterback. The, there's only one quarterback in the CFL right now that I think has a shot at the NFL. Zach Kolaris? Yes. No. No. There's only one quarterback only that I believe right now that has a shot at the NFL. <laughs> William, who do you think okay. it is? As a as a quarterback or as a coach? As as a quarterback. Um, Dane Evans. Nope, I don't think so. Only by Mitchell. Okay. No, absolutely not. Nope. I'm surprised he's still in the CFL. Um, Jake Mayer. Jake Mayer. Twenty four years old. He's twenty four years old. He showed some very good promise. I think he could make it on NFL roster. My personal opinion. <laughs> he played three games, had over 300 yards passing in each game, He's and good. didn't win any of them. Or sorry, he won one of them. Yeah, not arguing. Not no. arguing. Anyhow, no, he's okay. a free agent this year. Yeah. Is Calgary going to re-sign him? Or is he going to go to Toronto or Ottawa or the NFL? <laughs> no, I, I, I got crickets uh, I here. I got crickets. Someone will resign him. I don't no. know if it'll be Calgary, but someone's going to resign him. Someone will sign him. I don't see him going to the NFL. I just don't think he has enough experience yet. No. Not a big enough size. I think he's got a, a fair amount of uh, good film material that he can go shopping with and I think he's going to he's gonna be a holdout for the NFL this year. Okay. That's just a just a theory. Just a theory. Uh but I do believe that he is not going to be in Calgary. Unless yeah, Huffnagel opens his well, unless Huffnagel opens his wallet and signs him, which he does not have a history of doing. Yeah, but don't forget, Jake Mayer is a first-year player. Yeah. So yeah. Huff, pro- Huff probably didn't sign him for that much, anyways. He's, he's, this is actually so what, his second year, isn't it? No, first year. Rookie um, contract so, for two years. Rookie contracts for two years. Okay, well, this is only his first year. Trust me. Well, he's, yeah, you he's not. on the free agent list. Right. So maybe, I don't know, maybe you're wrong because this is his first year. Trust me on this. Um, and like I said, if he, if he 
I mean, he probably didn't sign him for much, so Huff could probably double his salary to keep him if he wants to. Yeah, he, he is a first-year player in the CFL. And I thought rookie contracts were all two years. Or or our drafted player first-year contracts two years. I think that's what it is. I, I think if you just sign in a free agent, it's one thing. But if you're a draft pick, it's got to be two years. I don't know about that. Anyhow, the fact is he's a free agent. Yep. And he is he is not he is going to be sought after. Um, yeah, Huffnick he he probably signed a rookie contract at fifty five thousand uh, dollars. Huff can double yeah, it to hundred and ten, but I'm pretty sure Ottawa's going to drop a hundred and eighty for him. Yeah, I still I still don't see how anybody would drop money for him when he's only played three games. Because he's better than anything Ottawa has right now? True. What was that? Because he's better than anything Ottawa has right now? Yeah, but you know what? Ottawa if they want to do something, they got to they got to sign a real quarterback. Okay? Like, Tickets are pretty slim. Not really. I, I if I was Ottawa, I'd go after Dane Evans hard. That's what I. That would be what I'm thinking. I'd go after Dane Evans. That's what I thought too. Look, you got Dane Evans, you got Jeremiah Mazzoli, and you got Jake Mayer. You got Hamilton, Ottawa, and Toronto that need quarterbacks. Yeah, but no, no, obviously. Obviously, Toronto is high on Bethel Thomas if they got rid of Nick Arbuckle. I don't believe that's a correct statement. I don't. I do. Well, I do. Yeah. That's why they kept him. I mean, yeah, I mean, otherwise they would have kept him. I think they're willing to go with him, at least for the rest of this year. At least for the rest of this year. He is now a free yeah. agent, and I don't think that they're going to keep this 33-year-old quasi-quarterback on the payroll if they can go after Dane Evans, Jeremiah Mazzoli, I'm not sure about, or Jake Mayer. Yeah, three teams out the place. Okay, so, so in the first place, if, if, if uh, Hamilton decides to sign – Jeremiah Mazzoli and not Dane Evans, they're fucking stupid, number one, okay? okay. Jeremiah Mazzoli has never impressed me at all, okay? So whichever one of them doesn't sign in Hamilton, I think he goes to Ottawa because I think Ottawa will sign whoever and Toronto will keep Bethel Thomas. Okay, I'm going to name four quarterbacks. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, Jake Mayer, Jeremiah Mazzoli, Dane Evans. Who would you want on your team? 
I'm a Western guy. I don't want any of them. I'm a Western guy. I don't want any of them. Okay. If it were me, I'd take Dean Evans. Okay. Now, we know there's three teams out there that need quarterbacks. Okay, better yet, both of you rank these guys. Who's odd man out? Both of you guys rank these guys, please. That's what I'm asking you. You rank them. Okay. Okay. Dane Evans, Bethel Thomas, Jake Mayer, Jeremiah Mazzoli. I don't think Jer- Jeremiah Mazzoli is going to be the odd man out. I, I think, think McLeod be. Bethel Thomas. No. Nah. Nah. McLeod Bethel Thomas is ten times better than Mazzoli ever was. Oh, I I can't I can't believe you're saying that. I, I, I don't. Am. I don't. Okay, Mazzoli has been in the CFL. Mazzoli has been in the CFL for how many years? A lot. So let's say what? Seven? Let's go with a number seven. Okay? After seven years, when he still is confused, what does he fucking do? He fucking runs the ball. Okay? Yeah. And it shows you it shows you he has not matured. Okay? I don't think he's a good quarterback at all. I never thought he was a good quarterback. He's he's actually been in the league for eight years, nine years? Eight okay. years? He had one really good year. Do you have this do you have his stats up? I do. What's his best year? 2018. Uh, 2013, he had the best CFL rating, but he only he only completed one pass. Um, 2018, he 2018. Yeah, he threw for 5,200 yards. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. So, 2018, okay. he threw for 5,200 yards. But he was in the NFL. Three. Sorry, sorry, he didn't. He didn't. Wasn't in the Grey Cup that year. Okay. Uh, yes, he was. No, he was wasn't. He? Was he not? No, Charles. We went to the Grey Cup in 2018. That's right. It was Ottawa and Calgary. Okay. But he's been to the Grey he's Cup ne- twice. No, he has not. Has never. he not? What never. do you mean by never? Yes, he has. Never. No, he hasn't. Oh. Yeah. 2014 with Hamilton. They were in the great. No, yeah. Not as a starter. He was a backup. He was a backup. That's correct. To who? Zach Caleros. Uh, to the, Zach Caleros. Okay. Hang on a second. Hamilton was in the Grey Cup not that long ago, were they not? 2019, no. but Dane Evans played. La, la, they were in the last That's break right. up, but Dean Evans was hurt. That's how Dean right. Evans got in the lineup in the first place. But Mazzoli was hurt most of the season. Yeah, and Dean Evans played the great yeah. game. Uh, 2013, 2014, they were there, and then 2019. 
Okay. So Mazzoli has never played in the Grey Cup. And he's never got them to the Grey Cup either. No. I, I'm not a fan of Jeremiah Mazzoli. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of him, and I'm not defending well, no, him. No, no. But I don't think obvious, Bethel Thompson is a better quarterback than he is. But I think he is. So, it's just an opinion, Okay. Well, I guess I guess we're honestly going to see who does better this year in the playoffs. It's going to be Hamilton or Toronto because we both have one of one of one or the other of those guys there. Yeah. Because unless Mazzoli really shits the bed, Zane Evans is sitting on the bench for the rest of the season. And I I still think that's a mistake. I really do. Well, the thing is, if he's playing well, you got to go with the hot hand. Sure you do. I say go with him until he loses. But on the other hand, once again, let's go back to 2019. Okay, Jeremiah Mazzoli was the starter. He got hurt. They put Dane Evans in. Did not miss a beat. Yeah. So. I still think, I, I, Charles, we, we know Will's yeah. opinion. Hey, you rank those four quarterbacks. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, Dane Evans, Jeremiah Mazzoli, and Jake Mayer. You rank them. You know what? I'm going to go uh, Dane Evans, Mazzoli, Jake Mayer, and McLeod Bethel-Thompson. And I put McLeod Bethel-Thompson simply in last because of his age. I think he can still be a serviceable quarterback, but if I'm going with those four, he's my number four, because simply because he's the oldest out of all of them. Dane Evans has the most experience and success in the CFL out of those four. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to put him in first place. Okay, it's really hard not to put him in first place. And I will. I'll put him there. Jake Mayer has the most upside of any of those quarterbacks. He's 24 years old. He showed glimmers of, of brilliance. He has a long career ahead of him. McLeod Bethel Thompson doesn't. He's 33 years old. Why not? So what? He doesn't. He could play another seven years. He won't. He's not that good. But he could. But he yeah. could. I, I, I don't even know if anybody's going to sign him next year. Yeah, but how many, years has, how many years has he been in the CFL? I don't know. i got to say at least three or four. And they keep on signing him, so there must be an upside to him. Yeah, he's cheap. They're not paying him a lot of money. Oh, my God. Do you know what this guy's name is? Which guy? Do you know, we call him the law office. Do you know what his real name is? 
I thought it was McLeod Bethel-Thompson. And I thought that was a pretty big name. His name is McLeod John Balthazar Bethel-Thompson. So it's like names. What can you say? Wow. That's a name. Um, okay, so let's see where he has been. He has been with the San Francisco 49ers in 2011. He didn't play. He was with the Dolphins in 2011. Didn't play. He was with the Minnesota Vikings 2012 to 2013. The 49ers again in 2013. Uh, he was with the Dolphins in 2014, 2015 on the practice roster. He's back on the Niners practice roster in 2015. He was on the Eagles practice roster in 2016. He was on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers practice roster in 2016 and then he's been in Toronto from 2017 to present which would be four years counting not counting the cancelled ones I think he's done yeah but there's a reason done. they all there's a reason they all take him and the reason they all take him is he can chuck the ball. Oh, he's got There's an arm. No doubt about no doubt that. About it. No. He's still better I mean, than anything Ottawa has. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, but is he better than the other three, Charles? Right now, if, if I'm just taking um, – right now, I might take him over Jake Mayer just for right now. If we're talking future, I'd probably take Jake Mayer because he's got more upside. I, I'm not going to say that Jake Mayer is better than him right now because I haven't seen enough of Jake Mayer to see that. I would take Mazzoli or Dane Evans over him for sure. Jake Mayer, I think, is still too unknown. He's only played three games. Right, and, and Cody Fajardo yeah. became the starter of Saskatchewan, and Nick Arbuckle became the starter of Ottawa and then Toronto. Um, you, you, a lot of teams will take that risk. Yeah, and that may be true. <laughs> At one time, Edmonton took a risk on a young guy named Mike Riley who showed a little bit of promise behind Travis Lule. Only because Matt Nichols got hurt. Yeah. Right? Right. So I, I think that, the, like I said, the upside of Jake Mayer is a lot greater than the upside of Jeremiah Mazzoli or McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Is he better well, than Dane Evans? No, I'm not going to say the upside of, of – I'm putting Dane Evans – Jake Mayer, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, and Jeremiah Mazzoli is in fourth. You picked exactly the way I picked. You no, did. you didn't. You put, didn't put Mayer in, in second place. No, you didn't. That's did true. You put Mayer in second you place? No, you put him in third. You put Mayer in fourth place, Will. No, I didn't. I put Mazzoli yes, in fourth did. place. Oh, we're going to yeah, ask Sparky to go back and listen to this. 
No, he's right. He put Jake Mann in thir- in, in third? third place. Third place. Okay. Yes. And, and so, so did And you put him in where? Yes, they did. I put him in third as well. Okay. And I'm putting him in second place. I would take Dan- Dane Evans over Jake Mayer right now only because of his experience and his performance in the 2019. And he's not that old either, is he? No. Can't be. No, he's not. No. Mazzoli's been around too long. Bethel Thompson's been around too long. Neither one of them have had any success. Any success. And I, I base my picks on some strange stuff. The other thing is I don't, I don't like Jeremiah Mazzoli's hair. Okay? Just saying. <laughs> You're funny, man. Okay. Uh-huh. We're, we're absolutely running out of time here. We've got like four minutes yes, left. Yes, we are. Um, three minutes left. Okay, um, Reggie Bagel puts to the Stampeders. Uh, good pickup by the Stamps. They need them. Uh, Davis Sanchez says CFL salary should be made public. Is he right? 100%. Coaches, managers, presidents, players, water boy, everything. Put it public. We all want to know this. I mean, talk about transparency that the league needs to have. I can't argue with that. You guys want to touch that one? Do you disagree? No, I agree 100% that they should be public. I don't I don't care. You don't care. No. I don't understand that one. I really don't. What a guy okay. what a guy uh, man, what a guy makes for a living I shouldn't know. Sorry. Don't you want to see what kickers make so you can get angry about it? Well, okay, Charles. One dollar is too much. So I just okay. assume I, knew that I just assume that they all make one dollar, okay? So I'm already <laughs> angry. It doesn't matter. Okay? Then why do why do you have such a problem with me saying that we should eliminate special teams? I don't have a problem with that. You did. When I, I wanna, suggested that no, you, you I w- did not I want to eliminate kicking. Kicking altogether. They should be banned for life. Well, then you don't life. need special teams. You don't need special teams. No, you don't. I mean, kickers are special in that short bus kind of way, okay? So if we eliminated special teams completely, then we're eliminating a third of our our, our teams. We're cutting the salaries back. We're, we're making the teams more profitable. And the downside and we're, to that and we're making, is... And we're making the we're, game more exciting. And we're getting rid of most of the Canadian players, so get rid of the ratio. We don't need it. So I, I personally think we should get rid of special teams completely. You know, you don't kick a field goal. You go for it on third down, no matter what. You don't kick converts. You go for a two-point conversion, no matter what. There's no punting. There's no field goals. Why do we need special teams at all? Uh, you re- game, the starting kickoff, that's it? Or kickoff after a, 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 a touchdown? Anyhow, i got to close the show off. We've only got 30 seconds. We're in the final left. minute. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're in the thir- lower 30 seconds. This is the now okay. Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 461. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. I had fun tonight talking football. We ran out of the time. We could have gone for another hour easy. Ten seconds left. Charles, say goodnight. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this weekend's game. Talk to you next week. Well, you got four. Good night, everybody. Go Owls.